What is going on, Valley Christian Church? We are so grateful that you are with us today. Whether this is your first time or you've been here the whole time, we are going to have a powerful time in God's Word today. We are in a series right now called Winning the War in your mind. And this is a series I am super excited about. The series is actually inspired by a book that Pastor Craig Rochelle over at Life Church has written. So we highly recommend you check that out for yourself. But here's the thing, church, to you and to all of those watching. Thank you guys who are watching online right now. We love you. Thanks for being a part of this community. I'm excited for this series. And I say that all the time, but I need to be real. I needed this series because I am someone who is guilty of toxic thinking. In fact, I have had toxic thoughts in my past that convinced me that doing something was actually a great idea at the time. Now, I don't know if I'm by myself here, so can I ask all the people that are in here, all the people that are watching, have you ever had a thought that you first said, this is a great idea, and it ended up with you saying, this was a terrible idea, I will never do it again, I will tell everyone to never do it. Has anyone, anybody online, if that's you online, say that's me, say that's me. I know I am not the only one here. And maybe you guys have heard this story before, but I want to tell you about something that happened to me my junior year in college. See, my junior year in college, uh, I went to a Christian college and I was a prayer leader on my dorm hall. And a prayer leader uh, at this particular college was someone that would lead a Bible study once a week on the dorm and people voluntarily can attend it. Now, there was one guy who would come to my group from time to time, whose name was Vince. Vince was not a Christian. He was very open to saying that he wasn't a Christian, but he would come to my group from time to time because he had some friends that would be in my group. The other thing about Vince was this. Vince came from a very wealthy family and he had the embodiment of that bad boy persona. Girls wanted to be with him. Guys wanted to be him. He was that kind of cool guy. Well, spring break that year, Vince comes back with a birthday gift, and that was a brand new Dodge Challenger SRT. I actually have a picture of it right here. This is exactly the same car that he had. Beautiful. It was blacked out just like that. And one day when I was coming back from classes, I saw Vince hanging out by his new car. And I said, hey, Vince, this car is so awesome, man. You are so lucky to have a car like this. This is really cool. And Vince said to me, he was like, hey, man, listen, I actually heard that there's like a straightaway road not too far from here. How would you think about you and me going on that road and both of us taking turns driving this car as fast as we can? Because with cars like this, it's really best to open the engine up when you first get it. You know what I'm saying? And when he said that, I had a ton of thoughts flood through my mind. Some of them included, oh, man, how great is Vince to offer me something like this? Oh, Oh man, how cool of an opportunity is this? Even the thought of, if I say no to this, I will never get the chance to ever do this again. But the thought that ultimately made me say yes to Vince's offer is a thought that I will tell you about a little bit later on. Regardless, I said, yes, Vince, I will absolutely do this with you. What could go wrong? So later that night, we got in our car, we got in his car, and we drove to this road that he believed that it was. And he made me go first. So I'm sitting in the driver's seat, and he's like, all right, man, let's go. And I floor it. I 
punch the gas and that car goes off like a jet. In seconds, we hit 60, then 70, then 80, then 90 miles per hour. And in my mind, I was Vin Diesel and The Rock from The Fast and the Furious. In my mind, this was the coolest thing that I've ever done. I am living my best life right now. And I also thought that I had plenty of road to go even faster. However, we quickly realized that Vince put us on the wrong road. And this road that he thought was a straightaway actually had a very sharp right turn and we were going way too fast to make that turn. So I drive Vince's brand new Dodge Challenger SRT straight into the woods. And the car starts spinning out of control. We're both screaming at the top of our lungs. And the worst part was that there were parts of Vince's car that started flying off and the, one of them even hit the windshield. The only moment that I felt good in that time was when we were both screaming, Vince called on the name of Jesus to save us, which made me realize that even though he didn't believe in Jesus, he was listening in my Bible study. So I was proud for like a millisecond, but the car ends up stopping, thank God, right before we hit a tree. And we are in such shock that we sit there in silence for five minutes. Eventually Vince gets the strength to talk again. He's like, hey, Stephen, are you okay? And I said, yeah. It was like, uh, I think we should go. And I was like, yeah. And we drove what was left of Vince's car back to the college dorm. The whole time driving back, all I could think of was how could I allow myself to think that this was a good idea? I let the thoughts of this is going to be so cool. I let the thoughts that I'm never going to get another opportunity like this again to be louder and stronger than any thought of concern or care for myself or for Vince. My toxic thinking almost got us killed. And here's the reason why I'm talking about this today because we need to understand that your life is always moving in the direction of your strongest thoughts. This is why we need to talk about how, to, how do you transform your toxic thoughts. And this is what I mean by toxic thoughts. And if you're following along with notes today, I want you to write this down. I actually didn't put this in the Valley Notes, but I want you to write this down. Your toxic thoughts are the untrue and unhelpful thoughts that keep you from living a great life. I'll say it one more time. Your toxic thoughts are the untrue and unhelpful thoughts that keep you from living a great life. And you may not have toxic thoughts that are telling you to drive your friend's brand new car recklessly, but you may have thoughts today that says that you should treat your wife and your children harshly when you know that you should be more kind or your husband. You may have toxic thoughts today that are telling you to spend money when you know you need to be saving money. You may have toxic thoughts today that are saying that you need to be living in fear and in hopelessness when you know that you need to be living by faith according to God's word. Wherever you are on the spectrum, it's important to understand that there was freedom from toxic thoughts, and we see that freedom in Romans 12, verse 2. Scripture says this, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. 
a powerful verse that makes this simple statement that if you transform your thinking, you transform your life. In fact, if you are sitting in here right now and you have a neighbor next to you that you feel COVID safe with, I want you to turn to them and say, transform your thinking, transform your life. If you're watching online right now, I want you to put it in the chat. Let me know that you're paying attention. Transform your thinking, transform your life. And the second part about this is also true, that your thinking is transformed with God's truth. Now, all of this sounds good and obvious, but all of us have had a moment in our lives where we felt stuck in the toxic thinking that we were in. We know that we want to be better. We know that we should do better. Yet at the same time, while there's one part of us that's trying to do better, there's also another part that's calling us to what's familiar, what's comfortable, what feels good. Case in point, I have been telling myself that I'm going to go on a diet starting Monday for six years. And the reason why I keep telling myself that is because when Monday shows up, I wake up and I'm like, man, where the carbs at? I'm trying to get a bagel right now. And the question we have to ask is, why is it that we always end up stuck? Why is it that every time we try to do better, we always end up staying in the same place that we know we need to escape? And the reason why I believe is this, it's because your default has toxic thoughts. See, you have a default. I have a default. We all have a default. And let me try to explain what I mean by a default here today. See, I want you to think about your phone, your computer, your smart device, any piece of technology that you own. And on that technology, whether it's, a, whether it's a device or it's a software, there is a default. And a default is the principles and ideas by which the device or the software is committed to. Case in point, I wrote this sermon on Microsoft Word. And when I open up Microsoft Word, there's a default for the font, there's a default for the margins, there's a default for the orientation of the page. And now I can function outside of that default. I can change all the settings that I'm talking about. But the only issue is, is that I, didn't ch I only changed the current setting and not the default itself. So every time I exit out of Microsoft Word, if I have to restart my computer or if my computer crashes, when I go back onto Microsoft Word, it goes back to the original default that it was set on. And if I want to change it, then I'll have to do what I did before and I'll have to keep doing it over and over and over again until eventually I go into the default itself and change it. And the same way there is a default in technology, there is also a default in your mindset. Your mindset is the part of you that tells you how you should see yourself, how you should see other people, how you should see God himself. It tells you what should be considered valuable, what should be considered beautiful, what should be considered uh, appearances of strength. And when we have toxic thoughts that are in our default for our mindset, it causes for us to act out in ways that we don't like. And we, even though we try to change it, it only changes things on the surface and only for a moment of time. 
See, many of you guys know what it's like to try to change your friends, to try to change your address, to even change your phone number, to change the stuff that you listen to, the things that you watch, to even change your hair or change your clothes in the hopes that it would make you feel and be different than who it is you know you need to be better than. And you actually do feel better for a day, for a week, for a season. But somehow, despite all of those things that you've changed externally, you end up right back where you don't want to be. And that's because of the default in your mindset. I kind of want to share with you right now the default that I have. You see, when I was growing up, all the way from when I was a child into my teen years, I was an overweight kid. I also had really crooked teeth and it was always awkward when I smiled. Uh, I, I was never the most athletic kid in the room. I was never the most um, uh, uh, intelligent kid in the room. And on top of all of that, I had two lovely immigrant parents that would only buy me affordable clothes and never fashionable clothes. True story, I'll never forget one time I had a group of guys walk up to me in school and they were like, hey man, how come your Adidas has four stripes on it? And I would look back at them and I was like, oh, these are the Adidas you buy from Payless. You don't got the, you don't got the ones with the Velcro? Oh, oh it's just me, so I got, I got the latest drip then. But the message that I heard throughout my whole younger years because of that was that I was a loser. In fact, because I was considered a loser to the standards of the world around me, I was constantly bullied. I was actually bullied so much that my parents took me out of one school and, and, and enrolled me into another school, and I got bullied at that school too. And the voice that continued to reiterate in my mind the toxic thought that would continually be on loop was that, Stephen, you're a loser. You're a loser because you're fat. You're a loser because you're ugly. You're a loser because you're not good at anything. You're a loser because you dress in those weird clothes. You're a loser because of all of these factors. And it began to get into my mindset, and I did everything in my power to try to prove that I wasn't that type of person, to be better than that type of person. So literally, I, I, I got braces so my teeth would get fixed. Uh, I, I, I got a little job in high school and I used every paycheck to buy my own sneakers and my own clothes. Uh, I even spent an entire summer, this is a true story, I spent an entire summer doing Tybo workout tapes on VHS. So when I went back to school, I would be way thinner than what I was before. I still remember the moves, by the way. Don't even think I'm playing, all right? I'll do a 20 minute Tybo workout right now. You watch. I did all of these things and they worked externally. I became more popular, people liked to hang around me, but the voice still didn't stop. And to this day, when I have moments where I feel like I failed at a task, I, I, I feel like my marriage isn't going well or my parenting isn't the best, when I don't like what I see in the mirror, when I preach a sermon that doesn't go the way that I wanted, I still have a voice that tries to tell me, Stephen, you're a loser. I wonder if anyone in here has a voice that's telling them something toxic 
and is driving the way that they live their lives. Because here's the truth. The real reason why I said yes to Vince's offer when I was a junior in college to drive his car as fast as possible on that straightaway road was because the thought that came into my mind was that if I drive this car with him, that he won't see me as a loser. Keep in mind, he never thought I was a loser. I just projected my toxic thoughts onto him of how he saw me. And that toxic thought not only drove me to drive his car, but that was the toxic thought that was in my mind the entire way back and for days after saying, you're such a loser because of course you of all people would be the person to crash his car after he lets you drive it. Many of you know what it feels like to have a voice speaking into your head, toxic thoughts that are causing for you to change the way you live your life less than what God has for you. Maybe the voice in your head today is that you're missing something, that you're ugly, that you're hopeless, that you're not good enough, that you've messed up too many times, that no one could ever love the real you, that you're a failure, that who you are right now is who you will forever be. But whatever voice you have in your head that is telling you toxic thoughts, I want to tell you that there is another voice that is speaking to you today, right in this room, right online. And that is the voice of God. And the voice of God is saying to you that he is more than enough for you, that he loves you more than you can even imagine, and that he's in the midst of you and whatever difficulties that you face. And if you don't have to take my word for it, you can know for yourself through God's word because John 8, 36 says this, and this is Jesus speaking, that if the son sets you free, this is Jesus talking about himself, you are truly free. You are truly free. 2 Corinthians 5, 17 says this. This means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old, is, the old life is gone. A new life has begun. God is offering you freedom today from the toxic thoughts that you are dealing with. Jesus has died a death so powerful that it not only forgives you from sin, but it delivers you from the bondage that has kept you set back for so long. But here's the thing about freedom that many times we don't understand. Is that there are levels to freedom. You can be free mentally, but still be in bondage spiritually. You can be free on paper and still be oppressed everywhere that you go. You can be free. Sorry, I just lost my place. You can be free in so many ways in one way, but still have the bondage that is holding you back in every other area of your life. And I think this is the issue that many times many of us come across. Maybe you're in here right now listening, maybe you're watching online, and you know that feeling 
of coming to God, believing that he will set you free from the addictions you're dealing with, from the insecurity that has kept you bound. And in the midst of all of the difficulty and all of the negative talk that you have, you come into a church service or even go to a Christian conference and through the power of God's word being preached, through the worship that is being lifted up, you feel that sense of freedom. And you'll feel that sense of freedom so much that you don't even want to leave because you know that when you leave that place, you know that when you go home, that freedom that you have will be gone and you end up going right back to the same mess you've been trying to escape. And maybe you've been discouraged. Maybe you've been questioning God because God, I know you say that I'm free. I know you say that, you, that, that, that you've delivered me from this, but why is it that this thing has such a grip on me then? And I want to encourage you with this. And we actually see this in Philippians 1 verse 6. Being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to the completion until the day of Christ Jesus. I need you to understand something today, all of the, you guys that are in here and all of you that are watching, is that God transforms you spiritually in a moment, but he transforms your mindset over time. The freedom that he started in you was not a one-time thing. It is a daily transformation to the day you meet Christ face to face. And when we understand that, it gives us perspective on how we are to live our lives. So I need to let you know, how then do we transform our change, our, our, our toxic thoughts? How then do we change? I want to let you know this. That transformative thinking comes from meditation on God's truth. Transformative thinking comes from meditation on God's truth. Now, the word meditation has different meanings for different people. And often there's the idea of the Eastern view of meditation, which is the emptying of your mind so that you can find calm and peace. But the meditation that is used in the scriptures isn't used to say empty your mind. It's used to focus your mind on one particular thing. See, we see this being true in Philippians 4 verse 8, which says this. Finally, brethren, brothers and sisters, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there is any virtue, if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. And here's the thing about this verse that's actually so interesting. This is not a unique Christian thought. Many of us know <coughs> of the books like The Secret, Many of us know of the tons of materials that talk about the power of positive thinking. The idea that if I think positive thoughts, then I will get positive results. And many of us even have tried the idea of believing that, yes, I'm going to get this thing. I'm going to be this person and I'm going to keep believing it until I see it manifested. The law of attraction is what they call it. Call it. But here's the thing about positive thinking. I'm not necessarily speaking against positive thinking today, but the issue with positive thinking that I believe that we need to acknowledge is that it doesn't actually change who you are. It just changes how you feel about yourself. So as powerful as a concept that that is, it cannot surpass the power of thinking on the things of God. 
because a relationship with Jesus Christ actually changes who you are. The death of Christ on the cross and his resurrection power three days later causes for us not only to have a relationship with God the Father, but also through the power of the Holy Spirit that now dwells in those that believe, it changes who we are. We have become something new. We have become something different. So the question that we need to ask ourselves then is if we are different, if we are made new, then how do we live that out daily? In the time that I have left, I have three things that I believe will help you do that. The first is a question. The first question you need to ask yourself is what do you say about you? See, the longer I've lived, the more I realize that honestly, the most important voice in your life is yourself. Because it doesn't matter how many people say you're pretty or you're handsome if you say you're ugly. It doesn't matter how many people think you're creative and smart if you say you're dumb. It doesn't matter how many people say they love you if you believe you're unlovable. You know, the opposite is also true, by the way. You can think that you are the stuff and people don't think you are that cool whatsoever. You got people out here thinking, oh man, I am killing it in the streets with my outfit today. And we're all like, ah, I think you need to go home and change. The opposite is also true, whatever you are on that spectrum. But it's important to understand first what do you say about you? What are the toxic thoughts that are speaking in your life? And maybe the toxic thoughts that you're thinking today is saying that you'll never get out of debt. Maybe it's saying that you'll never be able to overcome this addiction. Maybe it's saying you'll never be healthy. Maybe it's saying you'll never be close to God. Maybe it's you saying you'll never be able to have a meaningful job or, or to ever be married. Maybe it's saying you'll never be happy. But what is the voice that is speaking to you constantly that you are believing about yourself? But here's the next thing we need to do, and this is the second question we need to ask. What does God say about you? See, one of the things I love about God is that God cannot lie. Women lie, men lie, God cannot lie. In fact, God describes himself, Jesus describes himself as the truth. He says, I am the truth. And if you know the truth, the truth will set you free. That's what Jesus was talking about. He was talking about himself. So if Jesus says something about you, you should believe it. So whatever voice that you have speaking to you about who you are, I want you to know that this is what God says about you. God says that you are loved. 1 John 3 verse 1, see what great love the Father has lavished on us, that we should be called children of God, and that is what we are. God says that you are set apart, that you're special, but you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. That is who you are in Christ. God says that you're an influencer. It doesn't matter how many followers you have on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook. Because God's word says in Matthew 5, you are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. In the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your father in heaven. 
And God even says that you are adequate. 2 Corinthians 3, 5. Not that we are competent in ourselves to claim anything for ourselves, but our competence comes from God. God, the Holy Spirit that is living within you. That is where your competence comes from. So we need to take first what we say about ourselves, contrast it with what God says about us, and then we need to take the time to live God's truth out. And how we do it is we write it, we think it, we confess it until we believe it. Write it, think it, confess it until you believe it. One final story and I'm about to close. 2015, I'm living in Atlanta, Georgia, and I just had a rough week. You ever had a rough week before where it just feels like everything just did not work out the way you wanted it to? I had a task at my job that fell through, a project that didn't work out. I preached a sermon that didn't go the way I wanted it, and so I felt like I bombed. I was getting into conflicts with the people that I was living with, and it made it very difficult for me to stay in that place. And my wife, uh, who she was, she was my fiance at the time, and all of my family, they're all up here in the Northeast, so I just felt so alone. So I decided to take a walk around Piedmont Park, and I was walking around that park with headphones on for hours, just walking. And the whole time I'm walking, I have these toxic thoughts beating me down. Stephen, you're a loser because that project didn't work out. You're a loser because that uh, sermon didn't uh, go well. You're a loser because of, of this living situation that you're in. All of these negative thoughts that are just hitting me over and over again. And then eventually, while I was walking in the park, I felt a thought come to my head. And I don't even think it was me. I think it was the Holy Spirit intervening. And, that's it. and that voice said, you know what, Stephen? You would never allow someone you love to be talked to the way you talk to yourself. Why is that okay? And that moment, I sat on a bench in that park, and I just decided to do exactly what I'm talking about. I wrote down everything that has been hitting my head that was a toxic thought. I wrote it all down. And then I started looking at the scriptures, and I started reading. I started writing down every promise, every statement of who I am in Christ Jesus. And it broke me down. I was there tearing up, and I kept laughing a little bit because I kept thinking that every person that walked past me was like, oh, shoot, she must have broke up with dude over text or something like that. But I was sitting there just being convicted and changed by God's word. And I said, this is how I need to live my life. I need to see myself the way that God sees me. So I took everything that God said, and I just kept re reading it over my life. Every single day, I'd say, I'm the head, not the tail. I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. I am an overcomer. If God is with me, who can be against me? No weapon formed against me shall prosper. And I kept saying it over my life. 
every single day. And this is what makes this sermon series so cool for me personally, because I actually came across Pastor Craig Rochelle's preaching later on, and he heard, he was sharing about how he has these declarations that he says over his life, and these declarations shape who he is every day. So I took those truths, and I actually started applying it to my own life. And if you got the book, by the way, he writes down every single declaration in the book, but I want to share with you the ones that I took. I'm only going to share some of them. And these were the things that I would say to myself once, sometimes twice a day. Christ in me is better than the wrong desires in me. Jesus is first in my life and I exist to glorify him. I love people and believe the best about others. I am disciplined. I am growing closer to Jesus every day. My preaching is powerful because it is empowered by God. I develop leaders. I am creative and innovative through the power of the Holy Spirit. I wake up with purpose, direction, and meaning every day of my life. Pain is my friend. I rejoice in suffering because Christ suffered for me. I bring my best and them some. It is what I bring after my best that makes change. The world will be different and better because I serve Jesus today. These declarations that I say to you today aren't just me having positive thinking. It is me taking hold of the truth of what the Holy Spirit is working in my life today, right now. And here's the truth is that I still have times where I hear that toxic thought say to me, Stephen, you're a loser. But here's the great news. That's not the strongest thought in my life anymore. That's not the thing that has precedent in my life because now what I hear louder than anything is that God is with me. And if he is with me, then I can do all things through him who gives me strength, that I am the head and not the tail, that no weapon formed against me shall prosper, that I am victorious in Jesus, that I have been made new, that I have been forgiven, that I have been set free, that there was power in Jesus that is working in me today. And because of that, I have confidence and I have strength and I have security and who I am in Christ. That is the power of Jesus in your life. Your life is moving in the direction of your strongest thoughts. So you need to transform your thinking to transform your life. What are you thinking about? What are you thinking about right now in your own life. I want to pray about that right now. Every head bowed, every eyes closed, even online. I don't care where you're at. If you're driving, keep your eyes open. Only exception. And if you want in your life to have transformative thinking that transform your life, I just want you to raise your hand. And I want you to pretend right now with that raised hand that that raised hand is giving away every toxic thought you've believed about yourself, you believed about people, you believed about God for so long. And that same hand is now receiving every truth, every transformative God, life-giving truth that is set for you to receive. I want you to take hold of it. I want you to take hold of this truth. And with that truth, I want to pray with you right now. God, thank you.
that you cannot lie. Thank you that we are made new in you. Thank you that we can overcome in you. And we ask today that what is said about us through you be the truth that we live from every single day of our lives. We pray the destruction of every stronghold, of every lie that the enemy has set that has caused for us to think and believe that we are our worst thoughts about ourselves. And we decide today to live in the victory, to live in the newness of life that you offer us. In Jesus' name. And before we close, maybe you're watching right now. Maybe you're in this room right now and you're saying, you know what? I've never given my life to Jesus. I don't have this power of the Holy Spirit living in me. I just want you to say the simple prayer with me right now. Scripture says that if you confess with your mouth and declare that Jesus Christ is Lord and believe that he is risen from the dead, you shall be saved. So with that, I want you to just repeat these words after me. Dear Jesus, please come into my life. I believe you are who you say you are. I believe you did what you said you did. I ask for your new life. I ask for freedom. And I receive it now in Jesus' name. Amen.